We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our our gut talk. This episode is sponsored by Element Electrolytes. If you've been a Gut Talk listener for a while, then you would know that Element is one of our favorite micro products that makes such a macro difference. And let me explain. With the new year comes a lot of challenges, and we're going to talk about them in this episode today. But we're talking 75 hard, 30 soft, whatever challenge it is, most of them tell you to drink a gallon of plain water. And here's the problem. When you are drinking a gallon of plain water, you are not including electrolytes, which electrolytes are what actually help you absorb that water and properly hydrate. So for example, if you're going to do these challenges and you're going to sweat, you're not only going to lose water, but you're also losing sodium. And both of these need to be replaced and replenished to prevent headaches, muscle cramps, energy dips, confusion, and so much more. So these electrolytes are actually going to help you boost your performance, recovery and actually help you hydrate. And therefore you won't just be peeing all of the water out. You're actually going to absorb it, which that's when you get all of the benefits. So Element spelled LMNT is a tasty electrolyte drink mixed with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a science-backed ratio of electrolytes with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no glutens, no fillers, no BS. Jill and I have been drinking these for such a long time, and we genuinely feel the benefits of proper hydration day in and day out. We can almost feel when we don't have electrolytes in our system. It's that great. So anyway, you can go to drinkelement.com slash guttalkgirls to get a free element sample pack when you make a purchase through our link. We'll add that link to our show notes. Of course, you can go try it out, test it out. Jill and I love watermelon, raspberry, grapefruit, orange, citrus. All of those flavors are absolutely amazing. So try out which one you like. Also buy a purchase, one of your favorites, and then let us know how you reap the benefits of proper hydration. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello, Jilly. Hi, Jenna. How are you? <laughs> well, I just did a bunch of breath work in the car. Yeah, Jill did, and I was literally losing my shit because there's a such thing as you can do breath work in, you know, your own space and maybe do it by yourself. But when you do it next to the person who's not doing it, I will tell you right now, it's disturbing. I needed a little extra energy mm-hmm. and Mr. Huberman Labs has so many great tips. And so I recalled from a podcast. I will make sure to show you guys the clips on Instagram because it's just too good. It was nothing insane. It literally is like breathe in through your nose, breathe out through your mouth <laughs> so 10 times. aggressive. <laughs> and I mean, my eyes are still tearing up from it. I was crying. But the reality is it worked for me. Mm-hmm. I was feeling very zombie-like. Mm-hmm. And now I feel excellent. Why is that? Because I didn't go to bed until 2 a.m. last night or something insane. And why was that? Because I accidentally fell asleep on the couch, which I never do. And I'm still upset about Jill it. Jill took like a two-hour nap on Sunday, which is totally fine. I was laying in bed last night just being like, damn it. Mm-hmm. And and then I will be honest with you, your name had a curse word or two next to it. Because you know I hate to nap. And you didn't wake me up. But I feel like if you were going to fall asleep watching football we were watching the playoffs of the NFL Mm -hmm. that you needed it like if you're gonna just sit and fall asleep like you obviously were tired no but like the thing is is you know that I can't fall asleep at night 
That's true. So you're putting that one on me. No, I'll take full responsibility. Okay. But just know the last night as I'm just laying in bed looking at my ceiling at 1 a.m., yes, your name did pop up in my head. It's a fine. Bit. Yeah. I'll take it. I And honestly, I hope you fall asleep soon, unexpectedly, and have to live through my pain. I do that often. No. Okay. I'm a good napper. Yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't sleep as part of what we're talking about today, but we don't need to go into it. Yeah. Speaking of what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. So last episode, we shared our feelings. We shared our opinion on 75 hard and different practices and, you know, routines that people do to start off the new year. Right. Right. And we felt slash we feel very strongly about these quick fixes and these ideas that like within 75 days, your life will change, your health will change, which Part of what we're saying is, yeah, you can absolutely start cultivating amazing habits and taking your health in the right step in 75 days, right? But we didn't like the whole go hard or go home type of situation that comes from doing those types of New Year's resolutions, right? Well, we also just don't love that it's kind of a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. The gallon of water drives us insane. Yeah. We took a harsher approach to things than we normally do. Normally... We like to encourage people to try to be healthier regardless of how that looks for them. But I do feel like most people who do 75 hard either quit during it because it's just not feasible, which to me really strays people away from what health actually is. Mm-hmm. Or it's this idea that health is so intense and it just really doesn't have to be. I also think that working outside, working out once outside and once inside every single day is not realistic for the human being that has a job and a life and outside responsibilities. And then I just feel like you're not living a balanced life. And I I don't know. If it works for you, phenomenal. Keep doing it. We just feel like it's glorified and it becomes this huge thing. And in reality, it's maybe not setting you up for success. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And there are so many of us who just don't like to do practices and things like that in that type of way, right? Right. Like we're talking to the people right now who want to cultivate a healthy lifestyle that isn't a quick fix, go hard or go home, all or nothing mentality. We are so in the place of wanting to cultivate health and wanting all of you to cultivate your healthiest self through small steps and practices over time that's going to actually get you to where you want to be without feeling the need to quote unquote, give up because it's too much. It's the idea that health should be something that you can keep in a sustainable practice and not something that stops after 75 days. Yes. With that being said, (laughs) how to actually start cultivating a healthy lifestyle in steps that we've put together. Now, the great thing about this is you can time it out however you'd like. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just stopped 75 hard. Maybe you never started it or maybe you completed it And now you're like, now what? Mm -hmm. For any of those options, we have put together eight steps week by week. And the idea is for one week, you are taking that practice and you're implementing it into your life. When the next week comes, you keep that practice alive, but you add the next one to it. So by Mm -hmm. the time you finished eight weeks, which is two months or 60 days, you have eight new health practices or maybe just refined. Maybe you've already done it but you just need to tweak a little bit. And what I'll say is this is mostly for the people that can't go all in. 
if you are the all in, I need a 180 change my life, this is probably going to be frustrating for you. But we're not all in girlies because we normally quit. So Mm -hmm. with that being said, do you want to kind of talk about some things that you need to think about before getting into these eight steps? One of the biggest and most important things that I don't think I did when first starting my journey, and that's why I literally was like on a roller coaster, was truly sitting and taking a step back and understanding what I wanted to do and how I wanted to feel. Mm -hmm. That sounds corny. So talk about it a little bit. It sounds corny, but at the end of the day, I believe that most things like you need a goal, right? And if you're listening to this or let's use myself for an example from three plus years ago, I wanted to improve my digestion and I wanted to have better energy levels so that my life improved, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, those were high level goals. But what I didn't do is I didn't write down or like mentally note what I was going to do to get me there. And I think writing down how you want to feel. So whether it's, I mean, there's so many examples. Maybe it's feeling better so you can be a better mom to your kids or having better energy levels so you don't feel like you have the afternoon crash at work that feels miserable. And to even rewind just a step, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to take a pulse of how you are currently feeling in a sense of maybe what's not going right. And what I mean by that is we get so used to unhealthy symptoms and then we ignore them to the point where it just becomes a part of your lifestyle. So are you getting headaches every day? Do you constantly have acne breakouts around your period? Are you bloating every single time you eat food that's not from your house? Are you not pooping for three days? All of those things, I've had friends normalize Mm -hmm. and we've normalized that Hot girls with stomach issues. Exactly. And so I think that's the first thing that you have to do even before you set your goals is really take a pulse of, am I actually feeling okay? Because I'm not sure. I think one thing that, especially in America, that we do is we accept at a very young age that we don't have to feel that good, Mm -hmm. right? Like we all go off to college where you drink 24-7 and you don't get any sleep and you put this immense pressure on yourself as far as academics go. And I think that's where a lot of us learn that we can function well enough not feeling good. Right. And then it just never gets better. Right. Like where does your baseline of health become? Right. It becomes that just like the, eh, I feel average. Right. Right. And I've been listening to a lot of Gary Brecka and his podcast recently, Mm -hmm. and he has been helping a lot of celebrities, the WWE guy, Steve Harvey, kind of random people, honestly. not Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, yeah. That's hilarious. And they all make the same comment of like, I didn't even know how bad I felt. Right. Or I didn't even realize I had no energy. And then once that switches, you're like, holy shit, I had indigestion every single day and I didn't even think about it. Like, I just dealt with it. But that affects your mood. It affects the way you treat people. It affects the way that you are in relationships. It affects your the way that you view yourself. And you don't even realize these things because you've already shelved them as this is normal. Right. So take a pulse where you're at. Right. Yeah. All of that to say, take a pulse of where you're at. Yeah. And I think three years ago, going back to that, I didn't realize, right. I didn't realize how good I could feel one, Mm -hmm. but two, I I wanted to have those goals, but I didn't know what they could be probably because I just didn't know what was out there for me. Right. 
But we're also here to tell you that like you can feel your best in all aspects of your life, mm-hmm. high energy. I mean, we've got talked a lot about what actual optimal health looks like. We had Kate Deering on the podcast from How to Heal Your Metabolism, Mm -hmm. where she told us all the factors, normal body temperature, like we said, pooping one to three times a day. So many things where I think people look at that and they're like, oh, I cover 50% of it, or I don't even reach that mark. So good, check your pulse, Mm -hmm. create the baseline of what you have now, but where do you wanna go and where do you wanna take that? Right. I think a lot of you listening to this podcast do feel something because you do want to make a change, right? And like, even if you feel fine, there's always a step that you can take to get better. Yeah, and I think your relationship with yourself will change more than anything mm-hmm. when you start doing what's necessary in order to make yourself feel good. There's something about having enough respect for yourself to working to treat and heal yourself that I think just builds your confidence to a level that nothing else can. Yep. So I love that. Eight things, Jenny. Do you want to kick us off? Yeah. I mean, again, we're not saying anything mind blowing here, but I think when you sit here and realize "Mm, maybe I'm not doing half these things, the good news is eight weeks later, you can really transform your life. So the first thing is eating primarily at your house, Mm -hmm. focusing on high protein meals. If you follow us on social media, we've been talking about it a lot. Jen and I always aim to get 30 to 40 grams of protein for breakfast to just get us setting in the right trajectory for the day. The thing about eating at your house, and you can speak to this more than I can, is it's not necessarily what you're adding to your meals. It's what you're avoiding by eating at restaurants. And the funny part is, is I've heard before, well, when I eat out, I have a salad. Or when I eat out, I order protein and veggies. And it's like, okay, well, if we're gonna, if we're gonna be nitpicky here, which we are, there's a lot of things you're still unfortunately consuming. Do you want to go into that a little bit? I mean, seed oils, yeah, seed the oils. quality of meat, the qual. <laughs> I say, do you want to get into right. it? And then I go on to listen. Keep going, sister. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, seed oils for sure. The quality of the meat, right? Are they getting it from organic, pasture-raised sources, grass-fed meat, which are known and found to have higher levels of certain vitamins and minerals, or are they using a lot of farm raised that just, and again, there's a time and place we're going to go out and we're going to eat, you know, at those places occasionally, but we're not eating there all the time. So just notice that difference real quick, but also salt levels. And I mean, we love salt, but we love high quality salt. A lot of restaurants these days are using refined table salt that's stripped of the minerals. So it's actually making it worse. Quantity too. I mean, right. Sugar content. And I'm also going to sit here and ask, where are you going out to eat? Are you going to a local place where you, you know, nearby where you live? Are you, you're out to eat maybe looks more of like a fast food. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Outback. Yeah. Which are places that, I mean, I used to go to Outback all the time in college. So (laughs) I'm just saying. The other thing too. So you're like, okay, yeah, sure. That all sounds great. You have to plan. Mm. I'm an Excel girly, so I personally like to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then snacks Monday through Sunday in an Excel. Every sheet is a new week for your organized type A girlies. This is probably your love language. Yeah, that's not me. Right, I know. But for me personally, mapping out what I'm going to eat every single day, and then from there, making my grocery list is the only way that it really works for me. If not, you get to Wednesday and you're like, 
okay, I have sweet potatoes and I have chicken and I have eggs and yogurt. What and, do I do with that? And you're like upset and hangry. Right. So then it, you just door dash. Mm-hmm. You have to have a plan. If your job is something in which you can't cook when you get home from work or anything like that, then meal prep. If you're if you don't have time to go to the grocery store, Instacart has saved my life. And honestly, I don't like the amount of money that I spend for delivery realistically is not as much as of gas as gas, but I convince myself that it is. So that's covered. I'm just saying that you have to prepare and you have to use tools in order to get yourself there. And then from there, one hack for me is like, I don't like eating the same thing every day. So I normally just do a list of snacks and then I pick from those throughout the week. And it's my little moment of, I can never say this word, spontaneity. Spontaneity, maybe. In like a very scheduled regimen. Yeah, and I'm not as type A as Jill. So what I'll do is I'll just make a grocery list on my notes app. The aim is to go Sundays, but if you follow us and you saw my Instagram post, today's Monday, I didn't go last night. And so then I'm left to go on Monday and I already feel behind. So what I would say is get ahead of your grocery shopping, right? But can I just ask you something? So like mm-hmm. you just buy a bunch of groceries and then hope you just think of something to combine those. Queen, I've been looking up recipes. Oh, so you, you so you do the same thing. You just don't put it in an Excel sheet. Yeah. I'm, okay. So I have my whole, and so my commitment to you guys, which I pulled on Instagram stories today and you answered with like, like crazy. <laughs> like you were all like, there were so many responses. I was hoping you were going to use a word incorrectly. <laughs> I, at that I wanted to. And then yeah. I was like, I'm just going to shut I up. I was just ready. You guys want to see my grocery list. And so what I do is I, I level it out. And like this episode, we're getting into details because I think it's important. I think if we were to just tell you guys to go to the grocery store, you would be like, <sighs> like, what do I do? So right. this is why we're explaining it next. Okay. So I write down, I got my notes app, mm-hmm. protein, carb, fat, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun foods, fun. what the snacks are, protein, okay. carbs, fat, fun. Jenna loves some fun foods. What are you, I, I know you hate being put on the spot. What are like, my fun foods? Yeah. Okay. Let's say what I bought today. I bought a Toto's gluten-free cookie. Okay. I bought Chomps beef sticks. That's I bought not fun. an Olipop and a Poppy. Okay. I bought, um, Lesser evil is a fun thing for me. Yeah, lesser evil popcorn, but I didn't get that today. I was mm. eyeing it and I was like, hmm. Where'd you go? Sprouts? Sprouts. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I got were, I forget what company it is, but they make potato chips with avocado oil. So mm. those are my fun foods. Because I'm the biggest proponent that you have to have fun foods. Sustainability. If you were sitting here and you were trying to eat, quote unquote, clean, you will literally go crazy. Mm-hmm. It happened to me. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it, guys. So mm-hmm. I understand why maybe if you're on a short protocol, anyway, I'm getting off topic, but you have to have fun foods. So I write all those down, what I'm going to eat. And then I'm also looking at what I want to make. So like I had tacos in my mind this weekend mm-hmm. as to like what I want to make. So I love bison as a protein source. Mm-hmm. So I literally typically go on Pinterest if I'm not curating it in my mind to post for you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm on Pinterest searching bison tacos. You get your recipes from Pinterest. I get my recipes from Pinterest. Okay. It, it's beside Instagram and TikTok, which mm-hmm. sometimes find hard to follow. Mm-hmm. All the recipe girlies are on Pinterest. Mm. They are. Interesting. So I'm a Google girl. Mm, that's too overwhelming for me. Okay, fair enough. So we're finding the recipes on Pinterest. 
we're going to the grocery store. We're going in prepared. Mm-hmm. I am telling you, that's the number one thing, mm-hmm. going in prepared. So you're going to spend your first week just dealing with that. It's going to take some time to get used to, but I do think that you're going to feel so much better. My acne is way better when I eat at home. My All of my stomach issues, truly. And it's to the point where I really don't eat out that much anymore. And when I do, I tend to not feel as good. So it's like this vicious cycle. But so that's week one. When you enter week two, you're bringing in the grocery shopping and the eating at home. We're not leaving that behind in week one. There's no leaving any of this behind. That's the whole point. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it with you. Mm -hmm. And then we're finding a movement schedule. And it includes strength training. Now, you might think to yourself, I don't like to lift. Or the gym scares me. Or for me personally, I don't want to get bulky. And then you see on TikTok, all of the gym girlies go, oh, there's no way you'll get bulky. Oh my God, see, I just can't talk. It's okay. Bulky. Bullshit. So sorry, but me, you saw firsthand, I will bulk immediately. Yeah, Jill, no and, I, one, Jill and I bulk. No we one do. can grow muscle quicker. Jill and Jenna can grow muscle like no one's business. And quite frankly, I don't want to. So I hear you yeah. when you have those complaints. But the, the reality is building muscle enhances your health in ways that there's no replacement. Your cardio, your low intensity, there's nothing that can replace strength training. So we're just asking for like two or three days a week. And there's so many different ways. It goes back to Pinterest. You can do an app. I'm using Ladder and I love it. If you you can use the Peloton app, you can use Melissa Wood Health, I think has some strength stuff there form does. So there's so many options. There's also all those PDFs you can buy. Go find your favorite influencer. They normally have at home or gym plans. You have to have a plan. There, if, you're, if you are going to strength train or you are going to work out, you have to have a plan. You can't just go into the gym and see what the gym, like it's not Target. The gym is not Target. It can't just speak to you. Target speaks to you. Gym, don't let it. I love that analogy. Thank you so much. Queen of analogies. The other thing I'll say about that is, again, this is another thing where you don't have to go crazy. No, two to three days a week. I am restarting my strength training journey. Yes. Whoop, whoop. After the second we move. if you're listening, you are too. Mom and dad, come on, y'all. Come do it with me. Yep. But- I've been I've been out of the gym. You have so ever since we moved to the house we're in now. Mm-hmm. I just there's, <laughs> you're blaming the house. <laughs> I'm I'm blaming a lot of things. Okay, but that's a story for a different day. But why are you restarting? I'm restarting because I I know my mental health is tanking because I'm not in the gym enough. Okay, and tanking is dramatic. But I, was gonna say. I feel so much better when I'm moving my body in all different ways. Strength training totally helps it. And again, I'm not going to sit here and try to lift 200 pounds on a deadlift, right? Mm-hmm. Like I am going to just start by doing small, shorter workouts that allow me to feel it, right? So mm-hmm. like Melissa Wood Health, think more Pilates with weights maybe. And then I'm going to wean into it a little bit and yeah. see how my body reacts. I will take you guys through that journey because- I know what it feels like to be really into strength training and I know what it feels like to not do it at all. And I think there's a very good happy medium that we can all find to where we don't feel like we're doing too much, but we also don't feel like other aspects are suffering because we're not training our muscles. This is too long of a story, so I'm going to kind of chop it up. But basically, I was reading Dr. Gabrielle Lyon's book called Forever Strong. She makes a ton of 
excellent cases as to why you need to strength train. I went back today to look at all my highlighted notes in my Kindle, forgot that it was a library book that I rented on my Kindle. The library book got sent back because I skipped the line, but in agreeance to only have the book for seven days. Come on. Right. So my notes are gone. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you can get it again. I placed a new hold. Okay. But my, okay. my point is just like if you need more reason, like if you're like, ah, I'm not really sold, I don't have the stats sadly for you, but they're out there. Gabrielle Lyon goes on Organic Olivia's podcast twice. She throws a lot of facts out there that I think would be very encouraging for you. So cool. if we're not enough, totally understand, but the research is out there. Yeah. And we're not sitting here saying we're strength training experts by any means. No, I just, we I'm, just know the benefits of doing it and that's why we're partaking in it. Correct. Yes. And we passive aggressively tell our parents every single day that they need to be strength training. Friendly reminder, it's never too late to start. No, and Gabrielle Lyon talks about that. You can build muscle at literally any age. Papa Rudy? We, we went up, yeah, Papa Rudy said, no, thank you. I'll continue to just bake it up and, and eat. We're, we're challenging Papa Rudy to walk. So That's everyone's fine. at their own That's stage. That's enough for him. <laughs> All right, what's number three? Hydration. And honestly, if you're shocked, then you've literally never heard us speak because we have our... Oh my God. I mean, we haven't even talked about this. Yeah. Why don't I just take a quick sip? Simple modern water bottles are the better version of Stanley. And I say that with just so much conviction because two things about the simple modern water bottle, the spill, the non-spill, no leak situation is phenomenal. Your Stanley leaks. You can't tell me otherwise. You cannot convince me otherwise. And also, if you put Element or any other hydration type, what's the word I'm looking for, electrolyte in your water, then you do this little swishy thing where you circle the water to get to make sure because no one wants to drink all the salt at the bottom. If you do it with a Stanley, it spills. Simple Modern, no, you're good to go. I love it. Yeah. I'm I already more hydrated. Simple Modern liked our story today, and I thought that they followed us, oh. and I got so pumped. We're coming for you. I literally went to go click follow back and saw that that was not the case. So that was a bummer. I'm but maybe, sorry. Maybe they'll- One day. We'll send them this We clip. literally just started with them, so. Well, we put a whole, a whole reel out there about Simple Modern. We did. So anyway- all right. So hydration, I guess we should talk about why we're saying that week three is hydration. And that is because hydration is so important. Okay. So for many aspects, right. It's how, you know, we replenish our body with minerals and I want to stop right there. It's how we replenish our body with minerals. There are certain minerals that we do not make ourselves and we need to get back from what we put in through what we consume. Right. So water is one of those things that you if you consistently consume water over and over again and you don't have any minerals to absorb it, it will go right through you. That is why if you are somebody who maybe pees 15 plus times a day and you're just drinking a ton of water, you're not absorbing the water. It is going right through you. So the key here is to adding more minerals. We're talking minerals like magnesium, potassium, sodium in the form of like an electrolyte packet. We use Element. We love Element. We believe that they're truly an incredible company that have, you know, science-backed electrolyte ratios, et cetera. There's multiple ways to hydrate. So we're not only going to hydrate 
by drinking water, you have to add the minerals back in, especially if you are sweating. If you are sweating every day, you're losing sodium, right? So we have to replenish that. Now, what if you can't afford like an electrolyte? What are some other ways that you can hydrate? If you have sea salt or pink Himalayan salt sitting around, add a pinch to your water every time you're drinking it. Lemon? Lemon, sure. Lemon's a great option. Uh, Coconut water. mm. Bone broth. Think about all these mineral-rich foods. One of the other best ways to hydrate. Fruits and veggies. I feel like bone broth is really having its moment. It, yeah, I think maybe because the bone broth hot chocolate or... Mm, I think that's new. I, I don't know. I just okay. feel like it is. It should. Mm-hmm. Bone broth is great, great way to hydrate. As I said, I just said, fruits and veggies. Another way. Think of it. The water content in them paired with the minerals. Mm-hmm. Dairy. I would never guess Dairy. Dairy is so mineral rich. So all of those minerals are really what's hydrating our body, our cells. And then of course, like let's give water its moment. We still want to drink water. You've heard us say this before. The biggest factors are one thing that I would look at is the color of your pee. Mm. Is your pee clear as anything? Because that's what we've always been told. We've always been told. And that means maybe you're drinking a little bit too much water. I would say look at your body weight, divide by two, and start there in terms of liquid intake. Which is why with 75 hard, the gallon for everyone just really doesn't doesn't make sense. No, but on top of that water, you're also probably consuming fruits, veggies, occasional bone broth, maybe coconut water, et cetera. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, hydration is key, but it's proper hydration that is key. Okay. Say that again. (laughs) I love when you do that. I know. Say it again, Jenna, for the people in the back. At the end of the day, hydration is key, but it's proper hydration that Mm -hmm. is really key to actually nourish our body and hydrate us. Leave your gallon of plain water at At home. home. Perfect. For sleep. Something that I did not get last night. Sorry. And my my little aura ring. Jill was being so dramatic. She was like, I got three hours. I'm like, okay, check your aura ring. It said what, five and a half? No, five hours and one minute. Okay. Which I'm an eight hour girl. I know, but that's better than three. I missed three hours. Anyway, sleep is imperative. Sleep is how our brain essentially restores for the next day. Kind of think of like brain dumping while you're sleeping, like dumping all the thoughts and everything out, if you will. Sleep is critical for the rejuvenation, refresh, just in the most basic terms. Think of it as that. If you're not sleeping seven to nine hours a day, you are not giving your body its ability to literally refresh for the next day. And if you are strength training in week two, then Mm -hmm. you need sleep because sleep is what allows your muscles to regenerate and restore. Exactly. I mean, I feel like sleep affects every part of your health. Mm -hmm especially your cognitive function. And at this point in time, I feel like if we're still glorifying not sleeping as something that's like cool or like tough or I don't know, I feel like you see less of that, but that's not it. Yeah. Don't be the person who gets four hours of sleep because you're burning the candle on all ends. I was actually on a very long work call today and this person who I know will never ever listen to the podcast is older in life and was went on a rant um, about how you need to treat your body better when you're younger because if you don't, then you have to go and constantly get blood work, which he was off. He was going off to get, and he was like, "You have no idea what it's like to not take care of your body. The ramifications are insane. So this is your warning, Jillian. You need to start 
taking care of your health. And I'm like, little do you know that right. that's actually like my entire life. But wow. thank you so much. But it was very interesting. It's a good point. He said he was a heavy drinker. He worked too much and he didn't sleep enough. His words, not mine. Yeah. I mean, you say that, you know, people don't glorify it these days, but I will tell you the go, go, go masculine mentality of like your success is defined by how hard you work is still there. And that is part of the reason why people don't get enough sleep. So you can work hard and get eight hours of sleep. Exactly. It's possible. Amen. All right. So that's the first month. Mm -hmm. Those are the baseline things you need to be working about. I think we gave some pretty good reasons as to why you should be focusing on them, but we're on to week five. So as you are moving, sleeping, hydrating, and eating properly, we're going to implement mindfulness. And if you're someone like me, the former collegiate athlete who, again, like believes in just running through brick walls every day of their life, which like part of me still does. We're working on that. We're working on it. If you don't find a way to create mindfulness for your body, you have no idea how much your nervous system impacts your overall health. And again, I think it's one of those things that's so easily shelved and just not thought about. And you're just a nervous wreck. Anxiety, you know, anxious girlies has become kind of glorified and popular. And I think that the hard part is, is that mindfulness has become categorized with this like deep form of meditation. And that's not the only way to be mindful and create some sort of nervous system healing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like it's very personal what you choose to do and how you try choose to do it. Right. I think awareness is key, right? We want to make sure we're in that rest and digest parasympathetic state as much as possible mm -hmm. in terms of supporting our digestion, but truly our overall health. Mm -hmm. So that means like taking a few deep breaths before you eat, staying really mindful and present when you eat. I think that's Anybody ask me like what my biggest tip is for digestion, it is that. Yeah. You want me to say like take this or take that. It is truly staying present with what you're eating and the food that you're consuming. It's huge. Right. And then also as far as like mindfulness goes, journaling. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what to journal about or you feel like you can't journal, back to Pinterest. There are so many prompts that you can use so you don't even have to think about it. I think actually Aura has some prompts. Really? But yeah. And then Superhuman, which is an app Jen and I love. I think it's $5.99 a month. They have meditations for everything. It's a little more than that. Is it? They have meditations for everything. And they don't have to be the ones where you're sitting on your bed or a pillow or whatever it may be. There are ones for getting ready. There are ones for walking. There are ones for cleaning. But they also have journal prompts that they take you through, which I do quite a bit. And I love those. So if you need a little bit of assistance, there are things in... There's some other apps I know of, like Cal the Calm app, right? And there are so many podcasts and people out there these yeah. days posting and, that yeah, type YouTube, of thing. Right? I, w I wish I had someone to be like, go follow them right now. But maybe I'll, follow, I'll, I'll figure that out and then I'll post that on Instagram too for you guys. Yeah, perfect. I think that's all we need to say about yeah. mindfulness. So week five, right? Oh, and walking outside, mm, like making yeah. sure you're getting that morning sunshine outdoor walk. I'll never not think about the time that you posted the TikTok where you were like, I walked outside without listening to music and and it was the greatest experience. And people are like, isn't that just a walk? I literally, just I felt like such an idiot. But at the same time, I think some of my girlies who are always walking while listening to things and trying to stay distracted understand what I mean. 
Sometimes your brain just needs to quiet down. You don't need to listen to music. You don't need to listen to a podcast, an audio book, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And you simply just need to walk in silence and kind of hear your own thoughts, which can kind of be scary sometimes. But no, I'm serious. That's another way to just practice meditation or mindfulness while moving, which we love. Yeah. In week six, we go back to food and really fine tune. So in week one, you're just focusing on eat, literally cooking your own meals and eating in your house and then having a protein focus. In week six, it's our favorite thing, PCF, protein, carb, and fat. This is something that I had never really even heard of, obviously, until Jenna kind of retrained and became a nutritional therapy practitioner because I never had like a framework on how to make my meals and my pass off last time, my tea up didn't work, but can you dive into why the PCF is so important? Yeah. Think of it as each type of food has its own properties and they do different things in the body. So let's, for example, take a steak, right? Like a steak is a very rich form of protein. Mm -hmm. You are just eating a steak you're missing, let's say, the carbs, and steak can have some fat, but let's just say that it's a very lean cut of steak. Mm -hmm. You're missing the protein, or excuse me, you're missing the carbs and you're missing the fat. Combining those gives you the benefits of what protein, carbon, fat give to you, mm -hmm. which can help your fullness levels, your energy levels, the way you feel, your digestion. So it's a balancing act. Mm -hmm. it's, it's combining protein, carb, and fat together so that you feel satiated and you just get the benefits of all three of them versus just saying like, I'm gonna have a piece of toast with butter and call it a day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where's your protein? Right. So adding two eggs to that is a perfect, can be balanced meal, mm -hmm. right? A piece of sourdough toast, maybe a little butter, avocado and egg. I love using that as an example because it's a big go-to for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Blood sugar, your it's so huge for maintaining a balanced blood sugar. Yeah, If you're just eating carbs, glucose is going into your body and it's going to go pretty straight into your bloodstream unless you have some healthy fats and some healthy protein going to it. Right. So there's so many aspects of health that combining all three have on your body, that it's important that you put together meals that have each of these on. So yes, you're starting to eat healthy, but week six is combining those in a proper way. And I would just ask yourself, you know, it's like, well, what ratio should I use? Mm -hmm. There's going to be different percentages for everyone, but listen to what your body's response is after you're eating. Mm -hmm. Do you have good energy levels or are you feeling sluggish? Do you feel like you need to be eating more? Are you satiated or are you craving more? And that right. will really depend on kind of how you adjust what those numbers are. And you can always work with a practitioner or a doctor or someone to get like those exact numbers. I know Promix actually has a protein calculator to calculate mm -hmm. what your protein needs are, which you can start there with that. And, you know, there's a lot, some apps and things like that that you can use, but it's very key it's one of the basics of foundational health is to really make sure you're balancing your macronutrients, which is protein, carbs, and fat. There you go. There you go. So that's week six, fine tuning the way that you're eating in your home. Week seven is all about just assessing and cleaning up your toxic load. Jenna and I explained this in a very simple way of it's drops in a bucket. And your toxic load is basically just how much your body can kind of handle 
you're constantly detoxifying. But in the world that we live in, it's very easy to kind of tip over that bucket and Mm -hmm. just kind of overwhelm your entire system. And so there are a lot of really easy ways that you can just make changes to minimize that toxic load. Some examples are water. You need to check your water source. Austin's is not awesome. So we use filtered a filtered water system for the water that we drink and also for our showers. If you don't want to spend too much money, we use Clearly Filtered, which mm-hmm. is a very good water filter. And comparatively speaking to all the water systems there are out there, that one's a really good one. Yeah. That supersedes Brita by a lot. Check your cleaning supplies. Are you using cleaning supplies that have extra unnecessary chemicals just because there's a lot of really great brands out there. I know we post them on Instagram. I can't think of the Branch Basics. Branch Basics is one. Um, And there are some great ones that you can get like at any supermarket. So Mm -hmm. finish your, your cleaning supplies and just replace them with a better version next time. Laundry detergent is huge. I wish I could remember the fact I saw about a uh, fabric softener the other day, mm. but it's basically one has a lot of harsh chemicals in it. And two, like who created fabric softener? <laughs> like I get it. How fun to have your sweatshirt a little cozy, right? but <laughs> at the cost of what? Yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes to using good cleaning supplies, you don't want to get to the level to where it's like, everything doesn't smell good. Right. Mm -hmm. So Jill and I find kind of like that happy medium in terms of balancing from like using really intense fragrances to like not using the one that literally just has. Yeah. um, The no scent. Yeah. Like no scent. When it comes to detergent, I sweat a lot. Mm -hmm. I can't just do a no scent. Zoom, Z-U-M, they're I think that's, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a funky spelling. Z-U-U-M, whatever. Yeah. The lavender scent is excellent and lavender is a more natural smell, Mm -hmm. right? Like it doesn't, it's a, one of the cleaner brands. You can get it at Thrive Market. You can get it at Sprouts. There's so many places. Amazon has it. So there's a lot of places you can get it. Mm -hmm. But it's like one of those things where you talk about scents, Febreze. Are you constantly spraying Febreze in your house? And then also lighting candles and also using perfume and then also using a scented body lotion and a scented hair, shampoo and conditioner. Where can you minimize that? Because it's all added synthetic ingredients. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is plastics, Mm -hmm. your plastic wear, Mm -hmm. plastic water bottles, plastic Tupperware, Mm -hmm. plastic utensils, et cetera. I think in the past couple of years, we've done a really good job of decreasing our use of plastics. And I don't necessarily mean for the environment, although that's always helpful. <laughs> yeah. We are, Yeah, we are for that. Um, I also mean because I think one of the biggest things that's going to come out in the next couple of years is the detrimental effects that plastics have on our body. I mean, it's already out, but I it's feel like- It's out, but I don't think enough ignored. people know. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So decreasing plastic usage would be at one of the top of my- And there are some we're missing, but list. there's a lot of people on social media that talk about toxic load. Mm-hmm. It's a slippery slope that I try to be aware of, but also live my life. If I'm thirsty and dehydrated and I'm not bringing my simple modern water bottle- I'm going to go buy a plastic water bottle. So like you have to pick and choose, but Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where do better where you can. And I think over time 
you just become so much better. Like Jenna and I have always just done it in very small increments, but that's your week seven. Yep. And week eight, you just got to week eight. You're in the final stretch. Your life should be looking pretty different at this point. Mm -hmm. You should be feeling a lot better. If you have no health improvements, there are bigger issues here. Dig a little deeper. Right. We and mean that with the best intention. Yeah, with lots of love. But yeah. like, <laughs> you need some help. Right. Week eight is working on your drainage pathways. And quite frankly, that's something that I'm still not very good at. So maybe I should just jump straight into week eight. But it's something Jenna talks about a lot. Um, there are so many different ways to help with your drainage pathways. Some cost money, some don't. Example, sauna, sweating profusely and really getting rid of the toxins. But if you don't want to spend that money, there are ways to, what is it, activate your lymphs? Is that what I'm trying to say? Activate your... Kind of. So you can... So it's called drainage. Mm -hmm. And you can essentially... What are you draining? You're draining everything. Your cells, your lymph, your organs, your lungs, your skin, your liver, your colon. Okay, I get it. Right? So like so many aspects of your body can be essentially drained. Mm -hmm. And you do these through different techniques. So if you see people dry brushing their skin, Mm -hmm. it's a great way to move your lymph, your lymphatic system, making sure you're pooping at least one time a day. That's going to help you drain your colon. If you are not, think of your colon as being more stuffed up, Mm -hmm. which you don't want Mm because then you're holding on to toxins. You're holding on to excess hormones. Think about um, your kidneys. Let's use that as an example. Mm -hmm. Water. Your pee in the morning should not be TMI, but foul smelling or dark, dark brown, Mm -hmm. right? That means your body's not hydrated enough. So make sure that that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different ways, as we said, sweating. Red light therapy is a really good way to make sure that your drainage pathways are open. Mm-hmm. Breath work, like really clearing your lungs and focusing on breath work, as Jill did to start this episode. Mm-hmm. Sleeping. Sleeping is another amazing way because it's really allowing your brain to dump everything that it needs to dump, mm-hmm. right? I would never think of sleeping as drainage. Right, but it is because mm-hmm. it's allowing your body to get rid of the waste. Mm-hmm. I'm like being so theatrical right now, but I just think of it as very much just like letting go of a lot of things. Right. You can let, you can drain by letting go of trauma. Like there's so much that our body holds on to. What's our favorite one that we're doing right now? Castor oil packs. It's yes. really good for helping drain and nourish the liver. So I know these are more intense, specific therapies, but if you can find a couple that work really well for you, like for example, Jill and I have been doing the castor oil packs. Mm-hmm. Those are great additional therapies that are not necessarily starter pack, which you know we're a starter pack podcast, so that's important to us. But they're very useful and helpful, especially when we are exposed to toxins. We are more stressed out as a society these days. Our digestion might not be amazing in certain aspects, our food system, et cetera. Yeah. So we wanted to include that in there. We were a little weary that are we going too deep, but I think it's important to know about these therapies. And I think we need to have, have, an, have an entire episode about drainage and really how to drain your body because I think it's going to be really useful for a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. And just know, we said eight weeks. Mm-hmm. It You can do every step for two weeks before adding something in. You could do this as an eight-month program and just focus 
on adding something in at the beginning of each month and working mm-hmm. through that. So this We're, is literally the opposite of a hard, fast, and then you're done type deal. This is supposed to be building healthy, sustainable lifestyle additions that are supposed to stay with you forever. Like all the things we listed normally, I mean, we are not perfect by any means, are a part of our daily lives because we never tried to only do it for an X amount of days or put these rules that we knew weren't going to work. Jen and I are the biggest girlies of having a fun tree or, mm-hmm. you know, going out with our friends or doing whatever we need to do. But this is the way that you live a healthy, happy, sustainable life. And so that's why we put this together. Yeah. And comparing this lastly to the 75 hard, 75 hard is trying to make you mentally tough, which mm-hmm. I get. And I think there is a place for that, whatever. Jill and I believe in sustainable, realistic practices that you can develop for your lifetime. Right. And I know I said this at the beginning of the podcast, but that is hidden in routines. Mm-hmm. And if you can build routines by doing all of this, you are setting yourself up for so much success. We always say that confidence is built by the promises that you keep to yourself. And there's something about building a sustainable routine that then you're able to accomplish every day that I think builds just the most confident human being. And it allows you to really rely on yourself and not look for external validation or anything like that. I just think that it really creates a very strong, whole human being. And I'm not saying we by any means are like these people that have it all down. But Mm -hmm. when shit hits the fan, I go back to those practices that I just, that are just, it's like breathing at this point, I think for me. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Keep the promises you make to yourself, you know? Amen, sister. All right. Well. I feel like we really got after it today. We did. I think that this is going to be a really helpful episode for you guys. And as always, if you like it, then please subscribe, leave a comment. Mm -hmm. All the things. Five stars, if you will. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on all social medias at Gut Talk Girls. And we will see you next Wednesday. See ya. Bye.